welcome to this Sunday morning meeting podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Paul Abel. So as you know, in August, we uh, have shorter services. The children are obviously staying in with us. And we've got a couple of different things happen this morning. In a short while, Claire and Shona are going to be talking about uh, days of favor coming up and our vision and our purpose in that. But right now, Anne Harvey is going to come and speak. So welcome, Anne. You all know Anne because she's so often there on the door saying, good morning. Hallelujah. Wonderful, wise woman of God. Anne, I'm just going to hand over to you. Last year, um, one Sunday night, I was taken quite poorly. And uh, the next morning, I managed to get an appointment at the doctor's. She sent me straight to the hospital for blood transfusions and drips and everything. And things escalated from that point. Um, I then went for scans and biopsies and endoscopies and everything. But the Lord gave me a word out of Joshua. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. For the Lord your God is with you. He will never leave you and forsake you. And I've stood on that every day through this last year. So after all the scans, I, was, I went in to see the specialist and the Macmillan nurses were in there, so I knew what was coming. So they thought, sort of following um, chemotherapy for three sessions, then more chemotherapy. I went into the hospital and they operated and... Um, I should have just been in there five days, and I was in there 12 days. Peter was trying to get to the hospital, and the beast from the east was in full force, so it was really difficult. But um, during the time, instead of the five days, I was in there for 12. The last few days were awful, and I'd taken my Bible, but I couldn't read it. I, I was you know, sort of hooked up to everything. And, um, but I prayed, and I prayed, and I prayed. And in the end, the Lord said to me, you're praying out of desperation, not faith. And, and I stopped. And I stopped, and I, I didn't pray again. I, I said, what do I do now? And nothing. So what I started to do was recite the 23rd Psalm, I didn't always get it in the right order, but I, I, it was there. And, and you know, it's all, it's all in your head. You, it's knowledge, heart knowledge and head knowledge. But I still stood on the, word, on the Lord's word, be strong and courageous. Anyway, at the end of 12 days, I came home and it was more chemotherapy. So, um, again... I can't thank the church enough because you have prayed for me and I know that it is your prayers that have held me up. I was never sick once from the chemotherapy. I lost my hair, but so. And the church in Hammondby also, the saints there were absolutely amazing. They prayed for me. I had cards, I had flowers, I had words of encouragement from all over. And I know that has got me to this place. And, and I just thank God for you every day. 
anyway, we're not quite there yet. I, um, I went on Friday to see the specialist again, and I still have cancer on my liver and my stomach lining, but um, they've given me three months' grace where I've, nothing else follows but a scan in three months, and then they'll see what they're going to do, if anything. But I'm believing that the Lord is faithful, that he will heal all my diseases. I have been so well. I have felt well. I have never felt poorly, except while I was in hospital and just a few days after coming home. But the Lord is faithful and true. And, and I believe that the strong and courageous wasn't just for me, but it was his strength and his courage that got me through everything. Um, and and I'm, I, we just have an awesome God. And he is faithful and he is true. And even more so, over these months, I have learned that faithfulness. And I just thank God for your prayers and, and his healing. So thank you so much, all of you. I'm not there yet, so I value your prayers. And, but I'll keep you informed of what's next. So thank you all so much. Hallelujah. We wanted to, we wanted to Anne and I had a quick chat about that last week, and uh, I asked her, would you just share, I know you're not at the end of the story, but sometimes we want to stand with people in the journey as well. And as we learn to uh, be more of a community and share our vulnerabilities as well as our successes, I think it enables us to stand firm. Because we do, we live in a broken world. And uh, I don't mean this with any disrespect. Please forgive me, Anne. But the older you are, and you're not a spring chicken anymore, but the older you are, the more difficulties you will have seen. The longer you've been a Christian, the more problems you will have had. And that's why when you look at anybody who's older, it's with an amazing amount of respect that they are standing in faith. Because you know as well as the great victories, they will have had great disappointments. Because that is the nature of living in this world. So thank you for that, Anne. That was brilliant. Right, I'll hand over to Shona, and then I think Claire's coming. Yes, it is that time of year again uh, when we come together as a community of believers to um, seek God, um, to get the next step um, for the journey ahead. Last year we had an amazing time at Days of Favour. I think it was one of the most significant times that we had um, and that enabled us to walk on this coming year and see the fulfillment of what it was that God was um, saying to us. So I think that you, we can all say our, um, our faith has had an added determination to it as we've come boldly um, and audaciously and you know stepped up and kept knocking and kept asking and kept seeking um, and praying until um, and we're still praying until. There's still so much stuff that we want to see in this community, even within our own body of believers, but within the church in Scarborough and within the wider community. So we're going to come together for days of favor. And we're going to come together and we're going to keep asking, keep knocking, keep seeking. Um, the format will be more or less the same kind of format that it's that it's been previously. So we'll have sessions in the day. We'll have um, prayer walks in the afternoons. We'll have um, evening sessions. Um, there's exciting new things like a half day of prayer. 
that, um, that is going to be Wednesday. Um, but Claire will probably tell you more about that. Um, so um, there were five things that, that God had revealed to us through this last year that the enemy had been trying to rob, kill, steal, or destroy. So we're going to base the sessions on each of those things. So we'll be, one day we'll be praying specifically for salvation. Another day we'll be praying for healings and uh, um, extraordinary miracles. Um, you know, all those things. We'll be praying specifically for resources and finances, provisions, jobs, all that entails. Um, so we will give you a timetable so that you know which days there will be specific prayers led for those times. Um, Pastor Paul's going to start each day from Tuesday to the Friday with communion. So that, that will be at nine o'clock. Um, so we'll just start together, worship together, be together as, as a body. And then we'll um, enter right into the Holy of Holies and see what it is our God is saying to us. Um, there is going to be a special event on the Saturday. So Claire will come and tell you all about it. Because um, Claire and Pastor Paul are doing a special um, training day um, to do with prophetic imagination and, you know, growing in the prophetic and all sorts of exciting things. So, um, yeah, so we'll get a timetable. There will be times during the, the day where you can book in if you just want to come and spend some time seeking God just um, on your own or together. Maybe there's two or three of you. Maybe you're in a prayer triplet. Maybe. You just pray with your friend, um, and you want to come and just spend some time on your own, just seeking God, just being quiet before him. There will be times to book in the week, throughout the week for you to come in and do that and to seek that. So I think that's everything I've got to say. So I'd encourage you all to make some room in your diary. Um, starts Tuesday the 10th, that following week. Um, so, yeah. So, Claire. Thank you. I had something great from Exodus to share, but I'm now not going to. Because God does this thing, doesn't he, where you're happily, I know what I'm going to say, and then God says, say something else. So there we go. So I've now abandoned all my notes. We were singing uh, Great Are You, Lord. And the first time that I sung that song was down in Horsham earlier this year. And the chorus, It's Your Breath in My Lungs, so I pour out my praise, just really got to me. And it was in that moment singing that song that God kind of did a bit of a, a direction turn in my life. And, and in that, I was so impacted by that line. It's your breath in my lungs, so I pour out my praise. It's his breath in my lungs. I don't actually have the right to determine what I'm going to say, what I'm going to do with that breath. It's his breath in my lungs. And it's his words that need to come out of my mouth. It's, it, it set me thinking, prayer is so important because it's his breath that he's put in my lungs. And so I want to use that breath the way that he wants to use it. And one of those ways is, is that we pray. And um, over the last year, God's been speaking to me a lot about prayer and a lot about humility. Yay, really fun things. Um, and I kind of thought I understood why. But earlier this week... He showed me that it's because the two are so, so connected. The most humble thing that we can do is to pray. That is the greatest expression of humility. Because when we pray, we say, God, I can't do this. We say, God, I've got nothing of myself. 
because we can all do stuff without God. Let's be honest about it. We, you know, there's stuff I'm pretty good at my job. I can do it with or with, without God in some respects. But I'll never do it brilliantly. I'll never do it excellently. I'll never do it the way that God wants me to unless it is soaked in prayer. And it's pride when we say, actually, I can go about my life. I can do stuff without involving God, which was all a bit challenging. Um, And so as we seek to be that people that are so dependent on him, it's a great opportunity to come and build our lives in prayer and to, to put this week aside and say, okay, God, I am going to give you this time. Because not only are we learning to pray, but we're also learning to become our prayers and become the answers to our prayers. And so it's from the presence of God that he'll propel us to go and be the answer to our prayers. There's no point in us just meeting together and praying for stuff if we're not then going to go and be the answers to our prayers. But I really, I really believe that it's as we're in his presence and we're spending time with him, that's where we get equipped. We can then become answer answers to our prayers. We can then become our prayers. We're no longer just going, okay, God, I've done my bit. Look and see and wait for the answer. No, we need to go and be the answers as well as actually praying. So this is going to be an amazing opportunity this week. What we're going to do, I'm going to need some help with this. So if your ears prick up and you think, oh, I could be involved in this, then I want to talk to you. Um, Upstairs in the conference room, we're going to try and create a place that is really easy for us to step into the presence of God and to pray. We know that everybody prays differently. Everybody meets with God in different ways. Some people love coming and corporately and, you know, giving it their all. Other people love to do more contemplative stuff. Other people like to draw and paint and write and all sorts of things. So we're going to try and create the conference area upstairs into a really just lovely space. Um, Got loads of ideas, um, but I need creative people to help us. Uh, do that on the Sunday before days of favor. Children and young people, we want this to be, if any of you are listening, we want this to be a place for you to come and pray as well. And so if you're under 18, we've got lots of ideas, but adults, if you've got great ideas, do let me know. But if you're under 18, I really want to know what would help you pray. If you were going to step into a room for 30 minutes and talk to God, what would help you do that? I want to know the things because we'll try and put those things in there. We'll try and make it as easy as we can for everybody to really encounter God and meet with God over that week. So over here, as Shona said, there are going to be the opportunity for us to spend time together and spend time on our own with God up there. I would love this timetable to be filled. That's and I don't really want to do, you know, I don't want to do all of them. Well, I wouldn't mind, actually. I'm going I'm to take the week off work. I might just sit in the presence of God for the week. That'd be great. Um, so we've got opportunity for you to come and book these slots from 6 a.m. So if you're working full time, you might still be able to get an hour in before. It's, it's one week, one session. We can all get up a little bit earlier one, one day, can't we? Um, and we're going through to 11 11, 11.30 p.m. So you'll see on here, there are two boxes for each time. If you want the whole space to yourself for that time, please can you make sure you put your name across both boxes or in both boxes. Otherwise, somebody else might put their name in as well. 
If you want to, there are instructions on here. So if you don't remember what I say, it is on there. If you want a group of you, so if you've got something on your heart, you want to have a time to pray for others to come to, can you put that across there as well, whenever you like, and we'll put that on the final timetable, which will hopefully be ready next week of all the corporate sessions. So if you want to do a prayer time for young people or, you know, whatever, you choose your time, put it on there, and we'll make sure that's on the timetable. Uh, children, young people, if you want to come and pray after school, if you're J24-7 age, need a parent with you really, but if you're um, Ignite age, book in a slot, just come for half an hour, an hour, and just come and sit and see what God does. When we sit in the presence of God, he can do amazing things. And it's going to be easy. There'll be music up there. We're going to put a guitar up there that people can, pr- can play. Um, whatever. You can jump around and dance and shout if you want to. You can lie on the floor and be really quiet. Um, yeah, so I think that's the instructions for that. So as many people can sign up today, that would be amazing. If we can get prayer going for that whole time, what will God do in our, our midst? What will God do in our family? What will God do in our town? It'll be really exciting. Um, and like I say, if you want to help do the, you're, you're available on that Sunday afterwards and you can help, that'd be great. I think that's it. Um, it is our week of prayer and fasting. As, as we said before, we're not going to formally say Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday is three days of fasting from food, although that might be a good plan for some of us. Um, we're going to leave it to individuals during that week for how many days or how long or how little. And for, particularly for children and young people or people with health issues, it might be that you're going to fast from something else in your life. Uh, fast from use of the internet, fast for pleasure anyway, uh, fast from uh, whatever it is, okay? So it's a week which you're trying to set aside things you would normally do because you're get dedicating it, you're giving it over to the Lord, okay? So that's what it is, that week of prayer and fasting. The first uh, day where it starts here at the summit, if you like, is the 11th, that's the, sat- that's the Tuesday, rather, of that week. Uh, so, but it kind of starts on the Sunday before, so it runs Sunday to Sunday. So any time during then, um, and it's not just about coming here, obviously not. It's about what you do in your house church time, what you do uh, with friends during the other time. You can organize it, and don't forget to book it in. Um, if there are children that want to pray without adults, you do need to have a parent to look after you, but they could always sit just outside the room if that's what you want to do, and you want to have your own prayer session. That's fine. But remember, it is a special room that's set aside for meeting with God. So go for it. Okay? Um, I think that probably is everything. You didn't really mention much about that, but it is um, uh, a sort of a day's, uh, what did you call it? You had a really good word for it. Activation day, didn't you? Yeah. So being a prophetic people, developing a mission, developing missional imagination. It'll be upstairs in the conference area on the Saturday, and it will sort of flow from uh, what we've been doing in terms of praying and meeting with God in what, uh, how we believe God is speaking to us. So to some extent, we can't even prepare most of it yet because we want, we want it to come out of what God is saying as well. Okay, so that will be that one. And there are some posters around like that. And there's the usual thing of it being a Facebook event. Um, I think that's everything apart from um, last week we did see a lovely photograph. But this week we have Nana and Paw Paw with us. So uh, 
Do you want to give thanks for anything? Has anything nice happened in your life recently, you two? Um, yeah, um, praise God. Um, they named Matilda Faith because it means uh, strong in battle. And she really is strong in battle. But I just want to, she, she is a miracle. Um, I remember Adrian standing up on the stage and declaring that we were going to be uh, grandparents because it, it took seven years for this baby to arrive. <laughs> and uh, a lot of people afterwards said to us, oh, congratulations. Well, it didn't happen then. Um, but it was that declaration of faith uh, that's brought Matilda Faith forward, I believe. Um, but there was something else that happened at the hospital um, last week. Uh, Sarah in the natural has Graves' disease, uh, which is an autoimmune uh, problem uh, that affects the eyes and the thyroid, and she had to have a thyroid uh, out, so she has medication for that. And then uh, when the baby was born, uh, the consultant said that she should have had a test on the, the very first day she was born and five days later to make sure that she obviously that her thyroid was okay um, but despite Sarah um, repeatedly telling them this the the staff really ignored it and then what happened was uh, just before Sarah was discharged the baby wasn't gaining in weight I mean she was born five pounds three ounces and she went right down below four and a half 4.5 um, and then the baby had an eye infection and that meant that another doctor came and she uh, saw, saw the, the eye and she said, oh, that can, can take, you know, quite a few weeks, even months to clear up. And she looked at Sarah and she said, oh, you've got graves. And she said, I thought I saw that in the notes. How did you get on with the thyroid test? And so Sarah said, well, I've, I've been telling them, but they, they haven't done it. So they immediately did it and found that the baby actually um, is hyperthyroid which they wouldn't have known about had they, the baby not had an eye infection. Um, so obviously they're keeping an eye on her and that could have this impact on the weight problem. So she's, she's being monitored quite closely. And um, basically the eye has, has, is cured. The eye's got better already. <laughs> so I just want to say that, you know, God's in every, he's in the intricacy part. He's like in the detail. It's just amazing. And yeah, and we don't see things in the natural, do we? We see things in the supernatural. And so I see this baby uh, growing and being really strong and being strong for battle because she's in a battle already. I'm sorry I took all the time up. But... <laughs> and that's the short story. <laughs> that's another miracle. <laughs> Oh, praise God. That, you, you, uh, I know it's difficult asking you to be brief. That's why I said that was a miracle. But just, just expand for people that would have missed it. You did stand up at one point and announce. So I think you should just share that. As Denise has said, Sarah and Brian have been married 10 years now. And for the last seven years, they've been trying for children and um, to no avail because of all different things, which I'm not going to go into. Um, but last October, um, I really felt, I think it was September, October last year, I really felt God was saying to me three things during a Sunday morning service. And so after I checked that with him a couple of times, um, it should have come out the first time, of course, but I checked it with him a couple of times. I came out and I said various, I said the three things. 
And the first one of those was that we were going to be grandparents. And so sort of a few people said, oh, congratulations. And I said, well, it, yeah, it is, but it's not yet. We're not yet. Um, and then Paul and Sue Manwaring were here as well. And we'd, we'd asked them and we'd stood in the gap because Paul came and um, he announced that they were walking in, an, in a fresh anointing for childless couples. So I went to see him and Den and I stood in the gap for that. So really, it's seven years of culmination, and it's standing out uh, in prayer and in declaration when you hear the word of God, and literally just standing and persevering, and standing and persevering, and standing and persevering, and standing and persevering. I don't know why it's happened after 10 years. I don't know why it didn't happen earlier. But God is fully in it. The short story, which I'll explain a little bit just to explain this now. If Sarah and Matilda Faith, if Matilda Faith had had that test on the day she was born, which was she was supposed to, it was in the notes. Sarah had mentioned it, the consultant had mentioned it. Sarah mentioned it three times, including once when she was having a C-section in theater. But no one did that test. If she'd have done that test, if the hospital had done that on the day that Matilda Faith was born, Matilda Faith would have been taken out off from Sarah and put in intensive care. And Sarah would have been discharged. God's in this in as much as that that didn't happen. God has his hand on them both. They stayed together and bonded in hospital together and were discharged after five and a half days. Matilda Faith shouldn't necessarily have been discharged even after five and a half days because she was still underweight. She'd lost a lot of weight. She was below birth weight. She was below the minimum weight that she should have been discharged. But they discharged her because the previous day she'd put on 80 grams for the first time. At home, she's continued to lose that. And despite whatever feeding routine has been explained, and Sarah and Brian have been working flat out 24 hours a day to do this, God is still on this. On Thursday, on Friday, health visitor came. Matilda Faith had lost weight again. So they said that today, if the health visitor came and she'd either lost weight or even stayed the same, because as Denise said, she's now sort of like four and a half pounds. And she was going to be taken into a pediatric hospital and separated from Sarah. Now, while Anne was giving her testimony, I got a, a message from Sarah to say that the health visitor had been, and she's put on 80 grams. So she is still just slightly over four and a half pounds, but she is not going to go into hospital today. They are staying together as a family. They are going in hospital on Tuesday for some more tests and so forth, but they are together as a family. Now, that's still the short story, because otherwise I'd be talking to one o'clock about the last one and a half weeks. But this is a testimony of how God builds on testimonies and how we have to declare and we stand in the gap and we profess that Jesus is Lord and Savior of all. And we continue to pray. And that's what Days of Favor is about. Praise God. Let's pray for Matilda, shall we? Shall stand? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for health, and we continue to speak good health 
over Matilda. Father, Matilda Faith, we lift her to you. We thank you for the miracles so far. But we thank you, Lord, as well for miracles to come. Father, we thank you that we're going to be standing here and rejoicing at a continuous weight gain for Matilda. That she's going to be the size of child you ordained her to be. There'll be no restrictions on that in any way. And Father, any other health issues that are going on in her body, we speak a miraculous release from heaven that everybody would be astonished. And Father, we speak your peace and your love and health over mum and dad, Brian and Sarah as well, Father, and uh, Nana and Grandad, Nana and poor, poor Father. We pray for your peace to be upon each one of them. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for this release. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.